everybody, Jimmy Smith on today's Unlock of the Cage podcast, Jim Stories, the saga with Nganu and Cyril Gone. How seriously do we take them? Will John Jones be next for the winner of Nganu versus Gone? What other options does the UFC have? As you know, big heavyweight fight coming up this weekend, Cyril Gone versus Francis Nganu. And one of the things is just getting blown up out of, in my opinion, ridiculous proportion is the sparring stories, right? The gym stories. How do I feel about this? I, I'm trying to think of analogies for people that don't fight. I'm trying to, or, you know, I, I'm trying to think. We all understand sports to some degree. It's like watching a scrimmage. All right, you know, between, you know, a football player working with the practice squad and he's flinging some passes and da 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 da. That's not the game. That's not how this works. KB, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen, there's a great series, I think it's on, I know it's on Amazon, it might be on Netflix too, about the, these great albums and how they were made. Like they have Black Sabbath and they have, you know, The Doors' first album. It's like, you know, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. It's, it's how it was made. Right, the producers talk about it. It's a really good series. If you're into music, I'm serious. I have never seen it. No, it's real so. It's called like classic albums or something. You know, it's easy to look for. And so there's this awesome clip, and I want to say it's either Iron Man or War Pigs or Parent. I forget which which song it is, but it's they're making one of those songs, and they have the audio of of uh, Ozzy. And he's saying kind of random. He's like freestyling the lyrics because they have the beat, they have the melody, they have the guitar riff, but they don't have the vocals yet. They don't know. You know he hasn't written the lyrics yet. So he's just like saying things to keep up with the beat and pace. It's called a scratch track, right? That's sparring. He's not trying to sing, all right? You're trying to build something. You're trying to get better. You're trying to improve your technique. It's not about winning and losing. If you make sparring about winning and losing, you aren't doing it right. And when I was coaching and somebody did that, I kicked him out of the ring. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Nope, 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 nope. Not what we're here to do. Taking a punch, getting all emotional about it, trying to drill your opponents, just murder them. Hey, that's, that's not what we're doing right now. Unless someone has a fight coming up and we're doing some really hard sparring. So that, that, it happens. It's rare. The whole point is working on things. Before someone goes into sparring, I used to tell them, okay, uh, I want you know 80% jabs in this first round. Or sometimes I'd go, you can only use a jab. But, but hey, got to work on your jab. I'm going to get beat up. Yeah, you will. Because you're only allowed to use a weapon you're not good at. You're only allowed to throw right hands. You're only allowed to use your kicks. You're only allowed to, lose, to use whatever it is. And if I release video of that, it's video you getting your ass kicked. But the whole point is to be limited and work on things. Work on your craft, okay? So sparring is the rough draft. Sparring is the outline. Sparring is the scratch track. Sparring is whatever, whatever you know, job you're in, whatever career you have, it's your first crude effort at putting something together. It means nothing. I have tapped out and beaten up and whatever you want to say in MMA 
athletes and fighters who were far superior to me. Far su- world champions. It means nothing. It means it means nothing. I, I have literally tapped out world champions, but they were working on stuff they weren't great at. They were doing that. They were one time my old grappling coach. I will not out which one it was because I don't talk about sparring that way. He was doing a test cut down. Really famous fighter doing a test cut, and it was his first day of his test cut. I had been grappling like six months, and I submitted him. And what did we do? We looked at each other. And we started laughing because the cut was hard, man. He was really suffering, and he laughed. There's no way I submit that guy in a million years. It's because he was cutting a lot of weight and, and you know, was doing what we call a test cut, seeming to get down to the weight. So I murked him. It never would happen again. So that's number one. So I just completely, you know, I, I just throw sparring stories out the window. There's a name for them. There's a name for someone who does great in sparring and does great in the gym. I call them gym monsters. KOB, when I say gym monster, you know what I'm talking about. You understand, like, Matt, it happened in wrestling, too, right? That guy in the wrestling room smashed everybody, man. And then in the tournament, eh, you know, not great. You've seen it before, haven't you? Many times. You've, seen, you've been in a gym a fraction of the time I have, and you know what I'm talking about. You know, the, the, the basketball player that's great at the park. That boy, street ball, that guy's amazing. Went to Duke and eh, got his ass kicked. Didn't score, wh- whatever it is. They're great in this little tiny environment that is safe. You get them on an actual court, an actual game, and they're not the same player. Not necessarily bad, but not the same player. It's, 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 it's a universal in sports. So to take, you know, a, a basketball player messing around, playing horse, throwing outside, and to call that, boy, a great basketball player. All right, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing. See somebody running drills. Might give you an indication how good somebody is. How many players look great at the combine or pro day? And they, doesn't mean they're a great NFL player. So that's the situation. That's the framework in, in, in which I want all of my uh, listeners to understand sparring. You haven't been around it. You're working on something. It's not a real fight. Calm down. Take it down a thousand. Okay? So... If you've been living on a rock and don't know the deal, Cyril Gahn's coach, apparently, who used to be Francis Ngannou's coach, and there's some personal beef here going on, uh, released sparring footage of Cyril Gahn and Francis Ngannou, and Cyril Gahn is, is tuning Francis up pretty good. Now, they don't have headgear on, which is the first dead giveaway that they're not sparring that hard. They're not wearing headgear. Heavyweights do not spar without headgear if they're really going for it because a shot that isn't even intentional will break your jaw. So, you generally don't do that. Lighter weight sometimes, but even then you don't want to. You don't want to go hard without headgear. So, they aren't wearing headgear. And Cyril Gahn is getting the better of Francis Ngannou. But, they clearly aren't going that hard. We have no context for what is going on. We don't know what both guys are working on. We don't know what Francis Ngannou went through. Maybe he just ran wind sprints. Like my old coach, he's doing a test cut. He was trying something physically new, and he just drained him. And so no context. And it was, yeah, Cyril Gaon beats up Francis Ngannou. You're like, whoa, 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 that's sparring. That means zero. 
So, UFC 270 Media Day, Francis Ngannou fires back and talks about sparring with Cyril Gan. This is what he said. Yes, I knock him out. You knock him out? Yeah. With what? Uh, high kick, left high kick. Uh, there's a reason why that footage has not come out. Oh, there's a lot of reason why that footage didn't come out. That knockout wasn't a, um, it wasn't a uh, voluntary knockout. Like, it wasn't a sparring. It was an accident. You know, I didn't intend to knock him out. To knock him out, I didn't go there to knock him out. So uh, personally, it's not something that I I will be proud of and like walk around and like feel like tough because I knocked my sparring partner out or knock him down or whatever. You know, so usually stuff like that happen in the uh, training, but it's always uh, accident because uh, we are uh, committed to take care of our partner. How can you talk about sparring and talk about knocking somebody out and then turn around and go, but I'm taking the high road. Am I the only one who thinks that's weird? You can't go, oh, yeah, I knocked out and sparring, but I'm not proud of it. Well, you talked about it. I would say, personally, I don't talk about sparring. That was taboo when I started. You didn't ever talk. You didn't even mention sparring. Yesterday's sparring is yesterday's sparring. You don't bring it up ever, especially talking outside of school. You don't ever do that. But the idea that Francis Ngannou mentioned, I knocked this guy out in sparring, and then tried to kind of say, but I'm not proud of it, then I would not do it. You, you, you just, then don't bring it up at all. Just let it just say, hey, I don't talk about sparring. That's the code. That is, by the way, the code. So don't break the code and then turn around and go, oh, yeah, you know, tear them on somebody and then going, oh, but I'm not a rat. Yeah, you just did. You just brought up sparring publicly and said what you did to the other guy. Whether it's intentional or not, it wasn't intentional. I'm not proud of it. Then don't. So what happened in sparring between you guys? Hey, I, I don't talk about that. That's not. He broke the code. I don't. That was Francis Ngannou's, uh, you know, chance to say that that was his chance to say he talks about it I don't I don't and so he lost that high road a little bit to me mentioning he knocked Cyril gone out in sparring you're doing what your coach did and what you criticized which is outing sparring and outing the side of sparring that makes you look good I thought he lost a little bit of the high road. He could have taken it. So that's disappointing. As someone who believes in the code, who would never violate the code, um, when I talk about sparring, it's always in general terms. And I don't out who that person is. To me, that breaks the code. This happened in sparring. Sure, I'll talk about that. I'll never say I did this to so-and-so in sparring. Um... And God, it would get it would get you murdered when I when I started out. It would get you murdered, murdered. You walk out of class and talk about, oh man, I tapped so and so in sparring or so and so on the mat or so and so. Don't just don't show up the next day, because that person is going to rip your head right off his shoulders, destroy you. 
And I'm not saying anyone in the world literally could do that to France Ngannou with Cyril Ghosn. They're both heavyweights. But still, it's a lack of respect that I find reprehensible. And where does it get you? What does it do? I, I, we're going to talk about this at length today. About this media day and the coaches having beef and all this stuff. Cyril Ghosn and France Ngannou have both shown that they're fairly poised. Neither guy has gotten particularly emotional about stuff. Um, Derek Lewis tried to get in the face of Cyril Ghosn and push him around. Had that work out for him? Not very well. But um, he handled it well. Cyril Ghosn. Remember, Derek Lewis came out and Cyril Ghosn just laughed it off. Uh, didn't, didn't get in his face. Didn't start yelling and screaming and pushing. He just uh, laughed it off and went out there and whooped that ass, if you don't remember. Killed him. So this idea that this talk about sparring will get under either guy's skin, I mean, that, that is a gross underestimation of the, the, the mental abilities of both of these guys. Of the cool, the idea that, oh my God, he beat me up in sparring, God, four years ago. I'm gonna, no, nobody falls apart over that. You have a bad sparring day, you let it go, and you move on to the next day. So it might be something with the coaches. I don't know. But I don't believe that either Cyril Ghosn or Francine Ghosn will suddenly prove to be much more mentally fragile than we have realized. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Cyril Gaon wants John Jones, according to MMAfight.com. Cyril Gaon, I want to fight against John Jones after being Francigano at UFC 270. Uh, this will be a pleasure if I win against Francis. Yes, I want to fight against John Jones, said at Media Day, of course. This is the next one. A lot of people talk about that already because we are maybe the more well-rounded guys in the division. And a lot of people talk about a technical fight. It will probably be a good matchup. Yes, if it's possible, we're going to do this. Ooh. All right. Uh, we've talked about the interim championship, by the way, and what a joke I believe it is. I, I've liked some interim championships. I generally don't like them. I mean, who likes interim championships? Not many people like them. But I see sometimes how they are necessary. I did not at all see how this one was necessary. But... Cyril Gaon did say, I'm the interim champion. I'm not the champion. I'm not the best guy. I'm not the baddest guy in the world. Today, it's Francis. I want to be this guy. I must beat Francis. There you go. There you go. Also, from Media Day, this is not just... Uh, it's not just only the power against the technique. It's not only the power he has. It's the fight IQ. He is technical. I am more technical than him, and I have power also. This is not exactly the power against technique, but we will see. Mm. So, wanting John Jones. Not stupid at all. Um, but, Kelly, had something interesting when we were on the production call where you thought it's just bad form to be talking about John Jones. We have Francis Ngannou in front of you this weekend. You stand by that? 
Absolutely. I mean, it's rare that it bodes well for the person that's looking past their opponent. We saw it last week. Giga Chikadze was calling for the featherweight title shot, and Calvin Cater was like, I'm right in front of you. You have to fight me in less than seven days, and you're talking about a title shot against Volkanovski, and then Giga got smoked. Like, now you're going to have Francis Ngannou across from you that can put anybody out with one shot. You know what I mean? So you have to avoid that <laughs> shot for 25 minutes, and you're talking about a fight with John Jones. It's just like... Get through this weekend, and then, of course, call out whoever you want. We all want to see John Jones fight at heavyweight, but get through this weekend first. Right, yeah? Get on it, homie. You got to take on Francis Ngannou. You have things you need to work on, which I agree. Okay. So, uh, there's one extra little piece that needs to be involved here, which is Dana White. Cyril Gaon can say anything he wants about who he wants to fight, it's all noise, it's all farting in a windstorm, unless Dana White is down with it as well. So Dana White, in an interview with Brett Akamoto via ESPN MMA, this is what he had to say about a potential showdown between John Jones and Cyril Gaon. Here's a little hint, here's a little spoiler. It's not a surprise to anybody. Hit it. I don't feel confident saying that John Jones is next, and not, not because... I think he's unreliable. It's because I honestly don't know what John Jones wants to do next. Um, you know, I, I think John's going to watch this fight, and you know, he'll decide. Maybe he doesn't fight at heavyweight. Maybe maybe he goes back and and tries to regain the light heavyweight championship. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Okay, he's not putting it in a terrible way. But the implication is he might see this fight and decide to go back to light heavyweight. He might be afraid. And he's not explicitly saying that. But many times, Dana White, for a fight he doesn't want to make or he doesn't want to give someone leverage about a fight, one of the things they'll, he'll say is, oh, they don't want this fight. I don't think they really want this fight. I think this person doesn't want this. Uh... Without the person, whoever it is, I mean, there are a few examples, giving any indication that they don't want it. John Jones, to my knowledge, and please correct me if I'm wrong, has not given any indication that he wants to go back down to the light heavyweight division. All he's talked about since moving, since giving up the title has been the heavyweight title. Since giving up the light heavyweight, he's never said anything at all about going back down to the light heavyweight. So Dana's saying he might see this and decide he doesn't want any. All right, it would be a serious reversal. It would cost him a hell of a lot of pride. If Cyril Gaon, let's say, for argument's sake, tunes up Francis Ngannou and John Jones goes, ah, I think I'm going back down to light heavyweight. I'm not saying that'd be a stupid move. I'm saying considering what you've set up to this point, you'd eat a lot of crow to do that. KOB, is that fair or not? That... After this fight, if John Jones says, I'm going back down to light heavyweight, he's basically saying, I'm scared. This dude is too much man for me. I'm out of here. And that doing that I, that, I don't know if that's acceptable to him. Know what I'm saying? Even if he thinks he'll lose, he still almost has to take the fight at this point if it's offered to him. John Jones? Yeah. If John Jones went back down to light heavyweight after the fight on Saturday, he's saying he's afraid, right? No, mm-hmm. oh, 100%. Yeah, you can't get around it at all. And uh, 
and and Dana White saying, "Oh, he might see this and decide to go back to heavy." Uh, no, he hasn't given that indication at all. And in order to do that, he would have to completely reverse himself and basically say, "I am scared of the winner." I don't see John Jones doing that. But so this this is a pattern Dana White has as set in other fights where he tends to say people are scared that aren't because he doesn't want to make a fight or he doesn't want to pay or he doesn't want to give that person a lot of leverage so he says well we don't think they really want that fight anyway but it's not a bad business move because if he says right now it's john jones next yes for sure john jones is fighting next he said before that he wanted to put that fight together remember then what happened then uh, John Jones wanted a lot of money. He didn't want to pay him. So it kind of fell apart. He doesn't want to make that mistake again and give John Jones a lot of ammunition to ask for a lot of money. He doesn't want to put himself in that position. So he's going to play coy with it and not say who's now. I don't know if they want out. I'm not going to say this is the girl I want to bring to the dance because that gives her all the leverage in the world. Kelly understands that metaphor, right? Make them come to you a little bit, right, Kel? You know what the guy is like. It's Kelly Murphy or bust because then you're like, oh, boy, I can get anything out of this guy. He's a fool for me, right, Kel? I'm just trying to think of metaphors. That yeah, I mean, those guys are usually way. the ones I'm like, ugh. It's yeah, exactly. Really don't yeah. want me that I'm like, I wish they'd ask. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. The ones that are like, you're like, yes, right, that are like definitely around. not Kelly. I'm like, but why not? The ones that want me, I'm like, Ugh. gross. Exactly. So you get this metaphor. Yeah. Dana's yes. not going to say that's the one I want and give them all the leverage in the world. He's not a he's not a stupid man. He's a hell of a businessman. He's not going to do that. So he's going to play coy and be like, ah, I don't know. I'm still deciding. Right? I'm still figuring out who I want to bring to the dance. Haven't made any decisions because he knows if he gives John Jones that power or that leverage, John Jones is going to ask for a lot of money. And we've seen this jam up the works before. But uh, interesting tweet here from MMA History Today on Twitter. It's going to be a major missed opportunity if John Jones isn't cage side for Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gaon. If Jones truly wants to challenge for the heavyweight title then this is the time to get the ball rolling on the promotional side. It isn't John Jones. It is the UFC not really wanting to give John Jones the promotional leverage of declaring him as the next guy. So John Jones can sit octagon side. He can sit cage side. He can sit the third row. He can sit in the freaking bathroom. If the UFC isn't interested in this fight, it doesn't make any difference. And the UFC might be interested in it, but they've heard John Jones's financial demands before. They are not in the mood to deal with them again. They are certainly not going to announce that he's our next guy and give him a bunch of financial leverage. Kelly, is what I'm saying making sense in English? No, absolutely. I just still think that Dana's light heavyweight comment was weird because, like you said, John Jones has never indicated that he wants to go back down to light heavyweight. If anything, he's been talking about 
he's this upcoming down. heavyweight fight that he's really going to be watching it. He said, you're going to learn a lot about both guys regardless of the outcome. And with John Jones, I feel like Dana had an, just an easier thing to say. Like, you know, I'm not confident in saying it's John Jones because you never know what's going on with John Jones. He could find himself <laughs> right. in a mess tomorrow. You know what I mean? He had a very easy scapegoat. And so the light heavyweight comment was bizarre because Brett Okamoto actually teed him up perfectly. He was like, oh, you know, you're not confident it's John Jones because he's not super reliable. And Dana was like, oh, no. Like, I'm not confident in John oh, Jones my. because maybe he wants to go back down to maybe, light heavyweight. Maybe he's a coward. Right. I, 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 I think that, yeah. Because of he all clearly, players, he had a built-in excuse that he didn't right. use. Yeah, it was like, yeah, no, this guy can't keep his nose clean for two seconds. So why am I going to put the promotional muscle behind him? That makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. So it is weird. It is strange. It is kind of bizarre that that Dana White wasn't taking the out that every single fight fan on earth knows is there, which is, yeah, if this guy can stay out of prison – He'd be great, but every time I turn around, he's getting arrested for something. Another thing I want to discuss that I just want to throw out there, and uh, I'll start with my, my crew here. Do you think it matters who wins? Do you think there is one winner that is maybe more appealing for uh, John Jones as a fighter or that the, that, that the UFC, Dana White personifies it, of course, that they'll get behind it if it's so-and-so? What do you think about that? That they're more likely to support this if it's somebody else? I mean, it was always like the John Jones, Francis Ngannou fight was the one being hyped. So I think name value wise, that would be the one. But then on the other hand, I don't know how much the UFC wants Francis Ngannou to win in this situation. No. But we went over the rankings yesterday. And if Cyril Ghosn won, the only fight that's somewhat appealing is Stipe Miocic isn't being talked about at all. I think a John Jones fight between either of them is super appealing just because it's John Jones and there's so many questions. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. But an another thing I want to, I want to kind of hit if I can is Francis Ngannou and John Jones was a really hot topic before the dude beat up his wife and got arrested. His out-of-octagon issues derailed it. But he wanted a lot of money, and the UFC said no. So we've already seen where that goes. It goes nowhere. That's a fight that if they had wanted to make it, could have already gotten made. Cyril Ghosn is the X Factor. If Cyril Gon wins, let's say, for argument's sake, he wins, and Ganu's out of here, he leaves the UFC. The UFC goes, bye, happy trails, see you later. So they have this great champion, an undefeated Cyril Gon, who is looking like a world beater, and as you said, Kelly Kell, they have no real challenger. So they might be in a position where, all right, let's kick him some of the money he wants and see if we can get this done. If Ngannou wins... There's a chance Ngannou leaves anyway. We know that. But you're in the position we were in a few months ago where Francis Ngannou, John Jones, seems like a no-brainer. John Jones wants to the UFC too much money, and it ends up, you know, stonewalling. Well, how is Monday after this fight any different? You could have made John Jones versus Francis Ngannou however many months ago, and it would have been great. You didn't. Because he wanted too much money. How does anything change next Monday? 
So I'm more interested to see. Now, I don't know who's going to win. Obviously, I'll make my picks on Friday. But when I look at it, I don't know who's going to win. So Cyril Gaon is the X factor here. They couldn't put together John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Apparently, John Jones wanted too much money. Maybe Cyril Gaon is worth the extra money. I don't know. Unlocking the Cage with Jimmy Smith is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Michael Russo. The associate producer is Kelly Murphy. Sound design by Nuri Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. And SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Remus. Serious XM Podcasts.